I, uh, I started doing a stand-up. So right, I'm trying to translate English to Spanish. It's and, not the same. And no, I'm, I'm struggling. It's all different. If you keep thinking like that. And, and the way, you know, Martin, he, he, he probably gave me the, the best advice ever. He said, translate the idea, mm-hmm. not word for word, because exactly. word for word is never going to work. No. And that really idea. helped everything. It's a lot easier right now with the transition to go on that, you know. Uh, what's up, everybody? Frankie and Chinook again with another episode of No Father, No Problem. So, what's Chinook. Up? What's going on, Frankie? Today we have a special guest. We got. Uh, Tanya Estrada. I like saying your name correct. Tanya Estrada. So it, has a, it has a ring to it. <laughs> right, right. Roll, roll as many yards as you can. Say it, right? Estrada! I'll start the revolution when I say your name. You know? <laughs> Welcome, Tanya, to our little studio slash garage most of the week. Yeah. <laughs> you might hear the dryer beep right now, but don't worry, don't worry about, about it. it yeah. My wife will get the clothes on right now. <laughs> Don't let that instinct get you. Oh, what's that going? What's that going? Wife got it. Wife got it. Oh, your wife. Oh, yeah, you, you mean the maids here? No, no, no. <laughs> she might hear you. She might hear you. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How was your drive over here? Okay, you run into some pedal? Nah, man. It's just, you know, the time of day right now. Everybody's just trying to beat it down to 60. And oh, it's yeah. just like, wow. It was like mm-hmm. 20, 20 cars, like all just going 70 miles per hour. Ooh. I was probably like number 19 and i want to break check the dude in the back oh. i could see the whole clear just the way everybody's rushing to try to get down the you know east get down the east before it gets all packed up so yeah. it's all right you know all right, all right i chilled out thank you for making it all the way out here oh uh, where are you where are you uh coming from we're coming from uh, East Los Homes. You know what? Um, we try to do our homework as best we can. And I heard uh, someone say, hey, uh, have you been to Sarah's Market? And you're like, that's down the street from my house. Mm-hmm. And we grew up down the street from Sarah's Market. I grew up off of Townsend, Frankie's uh, Wabash, mm-hmm. right there in uh, City Terrace. You're yes. in that same area? Yeah, so I'm above that. I'm over uh, by uh, the 710, you know, okay. uh, Floral and Cesar Chavez. Yes, yes, yes. Like yes. over... Between, uh, like, you know, I guess Garfield and I guess what that would be, Eastern. Okay. That way, all the stalkers can go ahead and just circle that whole little area. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not asking for an exact answer in there. there. I know, please do it. You know, they do it, too. Yeah, I feel like the only clue I'm going to give you is I live by two liquor stores and a church. <laughs> <laughs> that just widened the area, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Good luck, Man. guys. <laughs> they give us another clue. <laughs> <laughs> well, every podcast are getting Closer and closer. closer. Two years from now, it's either that house or that house. Right? <laughs> we got her. We got her. Well, well uh, welcome. Um, I had a question. You mentioned that uh, you got a place down in Tijuana or in uh, Baja. Then don't Baja. give us the address either. Yeah. You, <laughs> you take the quota all the way down the yeah. line to Ensenada. <laughs> Too much personal information for the right. first two minutes of the podcast. I, I know. Questions. What kind of interview is this? Yeah. Interrogation. <laughs> Interrogation. Interrogation. Uh, where were you the night of? He <laughs> might be the stalker. <laughs> <laughs> right? I get the pin more and everything. Uh, You're so pretty. Uh, <laughs> nervous lad. <laughs> right? <laughs> Working on my acting. <laughs> so um, you go down there often? I, I go down there often. I've been going down there since 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I found a beautiful community of gringos that uh, that needed comedy. So I ended up hooking up with, uh, with the cantina owner who owns his cantina on the beach. It's called La Salinas Cantina. Kilometer 73. Shout out to Jesse. Yeah. Jesse's the owner of that place. And, um, and so... 
he's contracted me to bring comedians down. So I bring oh. him in uh, when it's warm. So not yes. right now while it's cold, you know, yeah. everybody's kind of trying to stay inside. So we're trying to start shows back up in uh, March, April. And it's cool because I get to take comedians down mm-hmm. there. Uh, you know, depending on what we're going to do, you can drink there. The, the hotel is like right above the cantina. Yes. And then the out look to it of the balcony view because you get balconies is uh all the ocean right there and it's private and it's mm-hmm. gated and the cool thing is that every comic has come back you know what i mean they made it back alive <laughs> they made it back alive <laughs> little yeah? hungover, little hungover. No, but more excited and just happy to go again you know well, it's well, a good gig i can't it's wait for gig. you to go out there because i was listening to the podcast you had with Mega man and you were talking about that and i'm like i've been there i know jesse I, I, I try getting what he's got on top of the cantina. He's got four rooms. I try renting one for him. He goes, oh, they were, they were sold out. Uh-huh. I go, can I sleep in the on the beach? Uh-huh. On the beach, there's like a little camper, mm-hmm. abandoned camper. It's a security, uh-huh. but no one's there. <laughs> he goes, yeah, sleep on the beach. I step right next to the beach. I put my, my tent, set everything up. I gave the guy in there, the security guy, I gave him like 20 pesos to take care of it. Uh-huh. Went inside the bar, and I drank with 80% white people. Yep, and they're cool, man. They're down. They're like they're all like from here, and they've left here and like had businesses and cashed them out, or some still have their businesses, and they're living just living the life. Man, those houses are so badass right there, and you can't beat you know sleeping and hearing the ocean put you to sleep and wake you up, and you know I had a great time there. It's it's amazing, but yeah, I'm glad that. So yeah, you can totally tent down and camp down. A lot of people do, especially yes. for the holidays. All the poor people come flooding in, man. That's why I was there. That's why I was there. With your twenty pesos, yeah, yeah. you're like a big man with your five dollars. Yeah. Can, can you bring a twenty? <laughs> Had a great time in the bar. It was Jesse and his mm-hmm. kids are the ones. He got a couple of kids there that worked there, and uh, they were they're. Man, I got drunk that day, but it was cool. I really enjoyed nice. it. So it's Paco, mm-hmm. Paco Jr., mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, yeah, and Paco Sr. So it's actually Alvaro, Paco Jr., and Paco Sr. Oh, okay. It's three of them. And they all have green eyes, if you notice. Yes. Like, so dad yes. has green eyes, mm. and then the kid has green eyes. Yeah. I always tell him, man, dang, I could sure use <laughs> some, <laughs> some of that, that bloodline. Blood 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 oh, man. But yeah. You know what? I would go down to Tijuana. Uh, uh, there's a place, uh, like the pharmacy's down there. My daughter's got dry skin, and I go down there to get some of her you know, medicine. Because mm-hmm. there's some stuff that you can't get over here oh, that man. you can get over there for, again, 20 pesos. <laughs> 20 pesos yeah. seems to be the magic number, you know? Yes. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, I don't I don't frequent Baja as much as I used to, uh-huh. but I have family in TJ. Uh-huh. So as a teenager, my mom would send us like for the summer, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I spent a lot of summers in TJ and, you know, you get to see real life, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, to them, they, they enjoy the slow pace. Uh-huh. But for us, the way we live in LA, you know, it's, uh, it's very slow and calm, you know. Very mellow. It is. It is. Um, TJ is definitely someplace I, I, I personally wouldn't go because I, I don't know it. Um, I feel really safe where I go mm-hmm. because where I go, you know, you have to know how to get there. You, you, somebody's got to know that you're coming unless you're just coming yes. to go check it out. But like, there's a, there's a guard at the gate yes. and he'll, ha- he has to open it for you. Mm-hmm. 
you park there, you know, it's safe. And then everything is walking distance as far as the beach or for you to walk the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, food, they have food inside the cantina. Sometimes he'll bust out the taquera and make carnitas oh, or, you yeah. know, like sell tacos and stuff. And you don't really need nothing more yes. than food and beer. Yeah, you know? I was happy that day. Yeah. Was, uh, was, <laughs> food, beer. It was beer, great. Yeah. yeah. And the ocean. Sounds like heaven down there. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It is my little slice of heaven. And if you saw, if you've seen from my post... Uh, I was going there a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I would pretty much work here, work here, work here. Yes. And as soon as I was done, I would bone out. So that means that I would work, like, Thursday night, like, get off at 9, and then I'd have everything packed at my house, and I'd get to my pad, I'd have a cup of coffee, yes. pack up the car, and I'd be on the road by 11 o'clock. And I'd get in about 2.30 in the morning, and they're waiting for me. They're oh, waiting, cool. they're like, you know, have you crossed yet? Have you? I'm like, yeah, yes. I'm on my way. And the whole reason why... I take off on a Thursday to get down there is because I want to wake up there on a Friday morning. Oh, man. There's nothing more beautiful than getting up with all your friends. Everybody's excited you're in town. You know, you go for a beautiful walk on the beach for exercise early in the morning, some cafecito. Dude, and that's you come best. back <laughs> and then you go and you go get some chelas and some bomb ass food over the ocean. Yeah. Then you might take a little ride, might get a little ride over to the Valle de Guadalupe, the wine valley, yes. and go do that for the rest of the day and Oh, it's just bomb. Like, it's just... And everybody's so much fun. Everybody's so nice. So, Las Salinas is a place, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Um, I wish more people would lose that fear of going over there because people are, are scared. They don't understand that from... from It's all highway. You cross yes. the border. Uh-huh. You jump on Playas de Tijuana. The you, 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 you go to the tow road. Uh-huh. And from there, it's all easy sailing. And... Um, it, if I'm not wrong, uh, right here, La Salida, is the big corona sign, correct? Uh-huh. And it's quick, like, fucking get off now, <laughs> and, Salina, and it, it goes in a circle. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It's it's a good spot, man. I wish more people would go down to Baja and support, because, you know, they need those tourist dollars. It really supports you know, the yes. uh, all of Baja, California, you know? Their economy. It, yeah, yeah. It does, well, you know, Mexico's gotten a bad rap, because Mexico is Mexico, and people are stupid, they don't understand geography. Like myself, <laughs> Mexico <laughs> is a separate section than Baja, California, Mexico. Baja, mm-hmm. California, Mexico just goes right below California. Mm-hmm. To get to actual Mexico, mm-hmm. like you have to go down from Texas or something like that to get down into it. So that's how far across like the narco Mexico is, where yeah. everything happens. Yeah. That stuff doesn't happen in Baja. I mean, a little bit in TJ, but you know, it, 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 there's so much poverty and so much so many drugs and everybody's you know poor and tj it's hard yes. i get it but once you get over to that part and you take that quota mm-hmm. like everything is just you know beach communities like people that have you know that have retired there and they live their life there yeah. and so tourists usually don't go into that area unless they're invited over or there is an event going on yeah yeah you know what um 10 years ago, my wife was a little bit nervous because all that stuff that came out of the news about Baja, mm-hmm. and uh, we do the Rosarito bike race down there. Oh, Baja. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was telling my, my wife, you got to go down there. And I go, it's safe. I go, if you see how many rich white people are there, mm-hmm. and trust me, they're going to take them before they take you. The, you know, so you don't <laughs> got to worry about it. She went down there, she's like, holy shit, look at that fucking... There, there's so many other... Better candidates for kidnapping than, than me, right? <laughs> Yo, there's dude. Uh, yes. They're not even looking at you. You yeah, know what I mean? No, no, no. <laughs> like I say, if anything, we might have to help out in the kidnapping. You know what I mean? 
What? Okay, grab him. I got those fists coming on. Get his. I'm sorry, Chip. Get his wheelchair. That sounds pretty cool. Shinoka has been pitching Baja retirement in Baja for quite some time now. Uh, and never really saw it as, as that, but now, man, the way you guys describe it, oh, man, no. easy that, living. That's my retirement. Uh, Martin, I took Martin down there, mm-hmm. and he he knows how bomb it is. It's beautiful, and he's thinking about retirement down there. And we're all looking at, like, yes. how are we going to retire here? And the cool thing is that there's so many awesome, rich, white people. I made the best of friends. Somebody's writing me in their will, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, they treat me, oh, man, they treat me so good. I already know, like, like this to me, yes. like, I have my family, but Las Salinas community is a whole different kind of family, and they're so welcoming, yes. and, you know, we, I, I have the joy of bringing them laughter, and in turn, they open their homes to me, their friendship to me, they love when I'm bringing people over because they yes. know it's going to be a good show, so, you know, and even, and even on off time, they come down here to California, they come see me, they come okay. hang out with me, like, and I don't really yes. hang out with, like, many people like that. But I love them. That's cool. Shout out to Chris and Tony Kelly. Oh, <laughs> and Rosa Pinuelas and Bobber and Chris Gallo and Kathy Stevenson. Man, yeah. There's so many, man. So many. Everybody from the community down, you know. Right, yeah. I'm That's cool. Sorry if I forgot anybody. Oh, Sue and Larry, Sugar Bridges. Of course, my Annie. Hi, Annie. Like, dude, all my peoples. So I had to give cool. those shout outs. <laughs> how's, how's your uh, Spanish uh, comedy coming along? It's wonderful. I love Spanish comedy. How's your Espanol? Es perfecto. Perfecto? Sí. Like, like, the, the novelas perfecto? Perfecto, the, the, como the, de telenovelas. Como, <laughs> como pudiste acostarte con mi mamá? Like, yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. All right, yeah. Because there's a difference. There's what I speak, which is fucking terrible Spanish. And on the news, I watch the news, and I'm like, I don't understand the fucking word they say. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't get it, because I never learned proper Spanish. Oh, then I'm not even good. I was going to go on and continue no. in Spanish. You're like, no, no, no. Um, I've always spoken Spanish. Spanish actually was my first language. Mm-hmm. My father never let me speak English in the house. Yes. Even when I went to school and came back or like we were in the car because my dad always drove us back and forth. Mm-hmm. We'd be in the car and me and my brother would be talking. He'd be all, Espanol, por favor, les dije que no están hablando esa cochina. I'm like, damn, like, all right. You know, like, but... Now that I look back on it, I'm so thankful because it's like thoroughly ingrained in me yes. where I can I can speak fluent Spanish. Pops out your Spanish comedy, so you're able to. It's 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 as easy as English comedy for you. I almost, or easier. I almost feel like Spanish comedy is easier for me really? because Spanish comedy for me um, are are is are words that I know that I've grown up with. English was something that I had to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I had learned it watching like Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and like Starsky and Hutch, and yes. Chips, especially Chips. Like, that's how <laughs> I learned, you know, English, like really yeah. talking English. And then uh, it was like only, like a, I guess, a few years after that that I had to start going to school. And I went to school and I didn't really know the alphabet and I didn't know what the letters were. And it was hard to try to put words together and be able to read but it was the the ability to put words together or sentences or anything like it was you know like it's like you feel like we could talk in english just because we had watched so much tv but to write it was like something like a whole new beast but i mastered the ability to write both in english and spanish like where i know the letters and i know like the different punctuations and things like that um but yeah my and i and I almost preferred doing Spanish comedy to English, but 
You know, I'm not going to limit myself. And the fact that so, I can do both, I'm just going to continue down both, you know, both roads. You know what? Let me pause this real quick. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Say there's an old owner of land, right? Mm-hmm. That they're not going to keep up with their with their the paperwork or anything on the land, so they just build on it mm-hmm. and they sell it to you. So the the family of the of the old owner they could come and claim it back from you, and you have to give it back because technically it's theirs, you know. Mm-hmm. But since they just they just don't keep up with the property, you know, they're senior citizens. They you know uh, independent companies with money, they just go and build on there like like it was theirs, you know. Give you fake papers, but you could lose it. Okay, we're we're back. Sorry, guys, uh, we had an issue with our mic, and we got a little a little spare one. Donde 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 quedamos? We're talking about Mexican property. Still buying, yeah, Mexican property yeah. retirement. I I was definitely looking into buying uh, property down there. There's a spot just south of Puerto Nuevo where they were developing this land, mm-hmm. and I looked at it. I go, fuck, this is perfect. But I hear a lot of stories of uh, squatters and whatnot. So you gotta have like your neighbors gotta be your deal. So you can't tape a nine in your house. You know, you always hear that. Oh, you even told me family. I go, yeah, because you guys watch over people's place. Mm-hmm. You're the only one there, and you know, the security <laughs> guard is tengo casa vacía. You know, it yes. becomes a. So that's why I, I'm kind of holding back on that. Mm-hmm. You know, because of that. So I, I, I but I do want to retire down in uh in in Baja somewhere between. I was born in Senada. Oh. So between uh, Rosarito and Ensenada, I want to retire somewhere in there. You know? Yeah. So that's the plan. That's my dream, too. I kind of feel, I already feel kind of retired, you know, every yeah. time I take off down there. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. how it feels. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's 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 our vacation spot. And um, my wife tells me, hey, let's go to Cancun. And I go, no, I don't want to go to Cancun. She goes, why not? He goes, because then Rosarito won't be pretty anymore. <laughs> it's gonna ruin. It's gonna ruin it for me, you know. And she goes, "You're right," but she still wants to go. So we'll be going to Cancun. Uh, you know what? Rosarito and Senada, they have a look and a feel. They don't have anywhere else. I mean, uh, I've been to Cancun. It's it's pretty, but it's different. Mm-hmm. It's like jungle, you know. Mm-hmm. And so Baja, I mean, they have their own uh, unique look and feel. So mm-hmm. I don't think you'll lose that, Chinook. No, as a matter of fact, if you think about it, uh, what you could do, which I figured out is very, very smart, is during these cold times starting in December, mm-hmm. you can take off from uh, CDMX, from the TJ airport, mm-hmm. and you can take off for what, like 100 bucks to Cabo? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like 80 degrees down there. Oh, man. So that's really when you want to take off down mm-hmm. to Cabo or Cancun or Tulum is during the months of like say December, March where it's cold over yes. here in Baja and the, the and you'll get 80 yeah and you'll get 80 degrees. Can't beat that. That's uh, that's the best cuz leaving here in a jacket and getting <laughs> down there with flip-flops, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what's And up. then this guy is this close to being an empty nester too, so you know. Oh yeah. My my little one is uh, oh, let me tell you um, yesterday we went to go sign my 17-year-old daughter not sign her over to the Marines, but sign the paperwork so she could go do the training and the physical and the exams so that they can qualify her to end up going to the Marines. So, yeah, that's my last one. That's one. So then pretty soon we'll be podcasting from inside the house. I'm going to spare bedroom, Frankie. <laughs> so next time you record with us, we'll be in the, it'll be warm in there. Your daughter's room. My daughter, yeah. Go Marines. <laughs> <laughs> With the Justin Bieber posters, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take up the Justin Bieber posters. No, leave them. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh man. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty close to being an empty nester. Frankie's still got two two kids. I started over, so I have two little ones. Yeah. Tanya, yeah. no. No crazies. No. You're like, uh, this might be something I don't know about. No. <laughs> That's not the way it works. We can say that. You can't say uh, that. I'm like, no, Mitch is silent. I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. You never, nunca has querido. You know, when I was like 18, I was like, I'll have them when I'm 28. And then when I was 28, I was like, I'll have them when, I was, when I'm 38, you know? And then like, here I am and I'm like, I don't want to. I don't. I have never woken up in my house yes. ever and been like, you know what's missing around here? <laughs> <sighs> like I could sure use some screaming and crying and like, you know what I mean? Stuff thrown everywhere. Like, you know, you know, why not step on a toy or two on my way to the oh bathroom? My, you know? Uh, try no. a Lego. That's, a Lego. That's yeah. living right there. Or, a Lego. or from our days. Remember those jacks that used to play with oh. the ball? Those, like, uh, you know who got that idea? They got that from fucking uh, the war when they would pull up on the beach. And those, <laughs> those, those fucking, that so that the tanks wouldn't go up. The, that's where they got that idea oh, from. You step oh, on one of those, man. Or shrapnel bombs or something. Yeah, man. Oh, it's just a, That's living. No. Yeah, that's living. <laughs> and crying. <laughs> Yo tengo la buena dicha that I live by myself, and I'm by myself. I'm very fortunate that I don't have to have a roommate to mm -hmm. make it in LA. Yes. I'm good. That's, like, good. And, That's good. And so I wake up, when I wake up in the morning, it's quiet. Like, yes. it's super quiet. Um, and I like it that way. I realize that um, at this point in my life where I'm at, in my career, I'm very happy. Yes. This is my child. This is my everything. All my money, everything goes into my career. Yes. I wouldn't have enough for diapers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Well, I'm thinking, man, you just gave those stalkers more information. Like, <laughs> I live by myself. There's no one there. To <laughs> no, I don't, but I don't just live by myself. Remember, I live in East L.A., so you, there is a whole, uh, I guess it would be roadblock in front of Cholos that you would have to go through because in my neighborhood, because I'm in a neighborhood, mm -hmm. when you come through and you park, yes. the dogs fucking go crazy because they don't know you. So mm -hmm. the dogs, when the dogs start going crazy, mm -hmm. everybody comes out their house. Because looking out their if windows. you live there, yes. the dogs don't bark. You just go to your house, you know what I mean? And it's quiet. But if you don't live there, as soon as you pull up, the dogs start barking. So as soon as the dog starts barking, they come out and oh, be like, man. what's up, Holmes? Like, straight up. Like, what you do? What you doing here? And they'll be like, uh, uh, you know? And, both, and there's been plenty of people that have tried to roll up and they get, you know, they mm. get they Check. get called out. They yeah. get checked. You're so the wrong place the on wrong top time. of that, you still have to get through a gate to get to me. And you still have to, like, find where I live. Like, so, yeah. you know what I mean? You be fucking Legend of Zelda. You know what I mean? And you tell <laughs> all you want. If you make like, it in my gonna... house, I will let you do what you want. Because you deserve it. <laughs> you deserve the it. The shit you went through, I ain't <laughs> What do you want me to wear? All right, I'll wear that for you. They, they, they made it through a quest, you know? <laughs> yeah, they made it through a quest. But at the same time, nobody knows where I live. That's I don't cool. have people over. The only people that come over are yes. people that I've known for a long yes. time that I will feel comfortable to be in my home. So you'll never, you'll never find yes. me, dude. Not even the cops will find me. <laughs> 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 hey, why did she die? Because the ambulance didn't find her. <laughs> 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 that's how hidden I was. I told her. I told her. Hey, hey, you know what? That's one thing I miss about East LA, though. Even though no matter what's going on as a whole, mm -hmm. that little sense of community with your neighbors. Right, it is. You come out and you can have a beer with your neighbors. Oh, they got one ready for you, man. They'll Ooh, be like, you walk out, like, hey, estamos cocinando carne. They like, your they're schedule. like, 
Dude, they dude, they know me. They yes. love me. They know what I do. They're yes. proud. They protect me. And they and it's like I come home yes. and it's like everybody like knows like hey Tanya's home and they don't. It's I've been there now, God since 2013. That's and cool. it's and it's a and it's a house. You know, it's a house, mm-hmm. which is awesome because. Now you know you rent a room for like fifteen hundred in LA. Like Ooh, it's crazy. Yeah, I, heard, it's I heard the stories. Yeah, we, when you got here, you're like, "What's cooking?" And I'm like, "This is Covina. I don't know. It's like brisket." <laughs> so, my neighbors are making brisket. I don't know. They don't do that around here. I'm sorry. It's Wednesday. <laughs> it's takeout. Someone's got takeout. Take Give me a quick second. Uh-huh. White noise. No loud white noise in the background. Okay, guys, we're back, man. Uh, sorry, that's that's. My issue, and like I told you guys in the past, I got to do what my wife says and go out and, and get the fucking right equipment to do this, you know? This was working to begin with, and as we move along, I guess our standards raise up, and we, we got to sound better, especially because our guests, the quality of guests, we're not interviewing my neighbor no more, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I hate when this happens, so, Tanya, perdónanos, your, your neighborhood, talk about barbecuing in your neighborhood, we don't barbecue here like they do over there, man, so... Yeah, it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. I, we miss East Los Angeles a lot. I, I told my wife, I go, I go, and when we get a little older and the kids are gone, we could go back to East LA, you know, because we make trips down there all the time. Paira Comer, the, uh-huh. the, the food spots over there. Um, I don't have any more family down there, but if I find a reason to be down there at least once a week from over here. That's a 30-mile drive, you know, so I, we love it down there. Miss it. Miss it. Miss everything about it, you know? Yes. Yeah. And now that, now that we're not scared of <laughs> cops anymore, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember growing up? I don't know if you went through this, this transformation. You see the cops go by and you were like, oh, you would start, what, do I have a driver's license? Do I have insurance? Now I see the cops and I'm happy to see them. I'm like, hey, what's going on? You, you, you enjoy seeing yes. them, you know? You know they're for a good thing, not the way it was before. Well, that's if they look at you because they're too busy texting while they're driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, a cop. We put my phone down. They're all like this. With their they're face down. Looking, they're like, face oh, down looking at their phone. Right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm cool. They ain't giving out cell phone tickets no more, I guess. <laughs> you know what? We, we give it out some advice to some people that uh, crossed the border and had issues. Um, Jerry Garcia was one of them. We had him on a couple episodes. And um, what time do you recommend crossing the border this back to the states? Because people always say different stories. What's what's your big, <clears throat> your best? Two a.m. in la mañana. If you're leaving from Las Salinas, your best bet would be to leave no later than two in the morning, maybe two thirty in the morning, because mm-hmm. it takes about fifty minutes to get in. That'll give you about a good hour, especially if you have to stop and pee yeah. at the gas station real quick, mm-hmm. pick up a cafecito, a pancito, that'll give yeah. you that extra 10 minutes. Yeah. So now you're like good on an hour. And then by that time, everything's kind of gone down and the traffic for everybody to go to work is about to start. Yes. But it's dead at the border. Yeah. Like I want to say about 3.15, 3.20 is a good time to cross. It's dead. No one's at the border. Uh, but if you're talking five at the morning, forget oh, it because no. people are trying to get over. Now, my biggest advice to cross the border uh, is if you know this little this little Halle is uh, I have a dermatologist down there that I go see. Mm-hmm. So every time I go, the dermatologist sells me a medical pass. Um, it costs me five dollars through her. They're all different prices. They're twenty dollars, mm-hmm. forty dollars, fifty dollars, eighty dollars, depending on where you go. But mm-hmm. I get it for five bucks. And that pass holds me over for two days. So I'll do the dermatologist appointment like right before I'm about to go home or if I'm on my way home. Mm-hmm. 
And that medical pass, I get in a different linea. Mm-hmm. So I get in a different lane than the general population one where everybody's going. Mm-hmm. This medical lane probably has maybe 20 cars in it, 15 yep. cars. Yeah. Uh, so what I do with the medical pass, because the medical pass actually doesn't open till 8 in the morning, mm-hmm. is I leave, uh, you know, last lane is about 6.45, 6.30 in the morning. Get over, get into TJ right there by uh, Smart and Final, you know, where you cross. Yes. yes. And I kind of kick it right there, 7.30, 7.40, and I kind of wait till it's like 7.55. Sometimes I even get there 7.50, mm-hmm. and I kind of wait it out, and everybody's right there, too. Everybody's, everybody's waiting. Everybody's looking at Revving each up other. Your engine. Like, mm-hmm. You know, those people have the nerve to be like, I was first, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and Because if you get in the linea, and you get in there, and you get in there at 7.59, 7.58, that cop will make you go out of the line and start over. Into downtown again. Back uh-huh. into downtown, you got to go all the way around. Uh-huh. So you got to time it just right. So, But sometimes, you know, you might have, you might be the fifth car. You might be the 13th car. You might be the second car. Like, yeah. it just it just depends. So um, when I do that and I cross over at 8, um, I could be probably crossing sometimes 820, 830, 845, 850. Oh, Done. And as soon as that happens, I make it over to Southwest Patients and I pick up weed. Like, because they open at 9. <laughs> oh, okay. They open at 9. I go in there, you know, I get to pee after I've been waiting forever, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I get to pick up a little thing of two joints, right, mm-hmm. for under 20 bucks okay. to make it on my drive home all the way back home. All right, all right. Right? I got a little system. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree with you. Um, we get that medical pass, but we get it from the hotels. There's a couple of hotels yes. that will give it to you. Yes. And so that line, that that's right there, that, that, that about 10 years ago changed the whole game for me because I waited in line for six hours pissed pissed and I go I'm not coming down here anymore this is not this ain't worth it for me you know and when I, we ran into that, that pass I go this is amazing <laughs> so mm-hmm. you, you know we stay at the Rosarito Beach Hotel uh-huh. they give you the pass when you cross the border and then you go to that little lane and you, the little guard shack right there you sell on señas and you go right to the front love it changed the whole thing for me you know mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be going to Rosarito or to Baja if it wasn't for that pass yeah wouldn't, wouldn't do it well, the other thing you can do is you can leave your car on the other side of the border mm-hmm. and walk across, right? Yeah. And have someone pick you up. Jesse will always, from the cantina, mm-hmm. he'll always come pick you up. If you're coming over, you tell him, and he'll yeah, send cool. somebody over to pick you up. All right. And get you back over to Las Salinas. But you just have to plan it ahead of time. And then on the way back, you get dropped off at the border, and you walk across. They recently revamped the whole walking across area where they have so many different stations that they actually process 400 people in 20 minutes. Really? 400 walking people get through in 20 minutes. Oh, that's cool. That's a lot of people, like, because there's so many stations now, the way they remodeled Mm -hmm. it, and they're actually making it bigger. I don't know when you were there recently, but they were doing construction to open more lanes. Mm -hmm. But these, but these lanes for the walking people, you cross, you cross in about 20 minutes. So I have a friend, my friend Rosa Pinuelas from El Pollo Loco, girl, that's right. (laughs) Um, She will drop me off at the walking lane and she has a sentry pass now to get a sentry pass it's like you have to go through this whole interview and it's a whole long thing and but once you get this pass that's a whole nother lane and in that lane you can cross in five minutes oh man so she drops me off she crosses over in five minutes and she waits for me at the -the jack-in-the-box and then i walk over and she picks me up 
and you know, yeah. it's on. Yeah, that Jack in the Box is famous. Uh, I used to pick up cousins there. Yeah, right. Because That's the a... same thing, they'll walk across. They don't want to drive. They don't like driving in the states. Mm-hmm. So we drive all the way over there, eat a Jack in the Box, pick them up, and like, let's go. You know. Yeah. They're telling them come visit for like the holidays or anything. You know. Yeah. Or this is like you know they do the whole week of amusement parks mm-hmm. for the the relatives on there and yeah. So the Jack in the Box is <laughs> the the meet point for everybody. I also have another tip. I don't know if you guys know this. A lot of people don't know this, but have you seen the? You know, over there by the Jack in the Box and the Burger King. Mm-hmm. By the Burger King. Yes. You know the Ueta, U-E-T-A, duty-free store? Yes. Right in that parking lot. Do you know what that is? The duty, you don't pay taxes, right? Yeah, but do you know how that works? Uh, no, I don't. <gasps> Are you ready for this? <laughs> Everybody get a pencil. <laughs> so, it's basically a liquor store. Mm-hmm. that you have to visit before you cross over on your way to Mexico. You can't go to this store and turn around and go back home to San Diego. Mm-hmm. They have cameras on you. Yeah, oh, they've taken your license plate. Like they have, they've written your information down like as far as your license plate on a yes. piece of paper because the piece of paper goes to the receipt of the items that you purchased. Mm-hmm. And so they have cameras that are not only looking at you leaving because you know how you leave and you make a right to go onto the freeway to go to Mexico right there. Mm -hmm. There's someone right there and they're walkie-talking them to check you off that you went into that linea. And the reason why is because you don't pay any taxes for what you're about to take into Mexico, but you get stuff so dirt cheap, like ridiculous prices. Dude, I bought a bottle of Bombay Sapphire Gin for $5. Really? Dude, I bought a 24-pack of Michelob Ultra for $9.88. Wow. I bought a carton of cigarettes for $14. Wow. You you know what that makes you realize is, is... Fucking the, the the government's taxing the shit out of us, right? Dude, and then I bought like a, a 36 of Tecate for ten dollars too. Oh man. And they'll have like when you walk into the liquor store, look to the right. And right to the right, you're gonna have all the different cases of beer that they have at that moment and yes. the prices on there, you're not gonna believe your mouth's gonna fall. Like it's just super, super cheap. They'll have bottles of liquor for ten dollars, five dollars, twelve dollars, like badass bottles but they mark all this down they tax it off and basically that's that you took it into mexico you didn't take it into the u.s all right i I, I knew there was a duty free but i thought it was like you don't pay taxes or something you know the the way the way you do on a ship you know when you go on a cruise but i don't know it was that cheap that's nuts it's it's no taxes and it's super dirt cheap but you got to take it into mexico as a ups guy they still have one at the hollow and higher mall oh they did free places yeah, that must have been like a little over ten years ago. I don't but think it's the same thing. It, it was They're for just, the it was for the tourists though. Duty free, man. Duty. Yeah, you know what? That's like that. You know, eighty percent going out of business. You know, yes. place been up for six that's, years. Yeah, right? that's their business name. Eighty uh-huh. percent going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was reopening. It's a lie. Uh, well, the the tourists will tell me that they had to buy it, mm-hmm. and it'll be delivered to the airport, so they couldn't bring it out into the states. You know, they had to buy it. And they and get they it at the airport really? and they, they take it to their country, wherever they're coming from. Really? Yes. At least that one in uh, Hollywood and Highland Mall. Okay, then maybe it's a real one. <laughs> like, you know, what if you get to the airport and your package is in there and you uh, paid all that money? You know you what I mean? Fly out, right? you, yeah. you gotta you take your Oscar package. with you. 
you know what I'm saying? What, the Oscars? The Oscars they saw all over Hollywood? Oh, yeah. Best dad or whatever, you know? All these goofy ones, man. <laughs> Best sister... Best Sancho. Best Sancho. <laughs> Best delivery man, you know. Best delivery man. Yeah. He yeah. likes what he does for a living. He does. Yeah. Fourth, fourth or fifth time. Yeah. Yeah. Saving the life, bro. <laughs> UPS in the oh, house. Man. What will Brown do for you? <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a warm pool. Yeah. <laughs> Tanya, where, uh, where are you from? Um, well, You mean like my ethnicity? Yes. Um, my parents are Colombian. So uh, my mom's Chinese Colombian and my dad was Black Colombian, uh, and I was born in LA, so that makes me Mexican. Welcome to the club. I was yeah, about to tell you right, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've uh, I was born here and I grew up here. I actually was born uh, California Hospital on Hope, right behind uh, Staples Center. Okay. Uh, and I grew up. Uh, my first apartment where I was a baby was behind the Wiltern Theater on 8th and Oxford. And then from there, my parents moved me to uh, Olympic and Harvard, uh, like Pico area. Yes. And then they were like, fuck this, you know? And, and they realized I couldn't go to school there. So they got an address from this lady uh, who was a friend of theirs. And I started going to a Korean school on Wilton and 8th. So they were, but they were driving me yes. every day from the house two over there and I had to pretend that I lived in the area you know like nothing like your parents trying to teach you how to lie mm. just act <laughs> like you live on the street you know walk down this yeah. way like you're going home and we'll pick you up uh, we don't want you getting kicked out of the school but that's where I learned uh, how to speak Korean because I went to Korean yes. school uh, little known fact about me I know mm. a little bit of Korean I understand it more than I can speak it but I can still walk in and greet people and say thank you and all those good things. I I so I I forgot exactly where it goes. I, uh, again, working, you know, at the intercom, uh, something like Zeo Zeo or yeah, Anya Zeo, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. There, there's so many. I, I knew the high goodbyes when I used, uh-huh. I used to work yeah. in that area, like uh, Wiltern, uh, everything above uh, south of Wilshire. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a there's a divide in there. It turned into Koreatown into Central America, you know, like mm-hmm. everybody changes colors, mm-hmm. but it's all the same. Everybody's like, everybody's like super cool, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. Down there in that area. You know what? I, I got four girls and, you know, my wife, so it's five girls and we still have a female dog, you know, I don't want to say bitch, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was the only man here, so, hey dad, we're going to get our feet done, let's go. And me just to hang out with the family and the kids, all right, let's go get our feet done. So I'd be in there and they were doing my feet and I'm like... These fucking ladies are saying something about me. I know they are. <laughs> I've never wanted to learn their language so bad than that moment when they were they're like they're like look at each other, they look at me and they like smile <laughs> and they're finally I go, I know you're saying something, fucking lady, I know it. I wanted to learn their language just because of that, just to be able to answer them, you know, like, yes, those are good feet, you know, or <laughs> oh man. I, or the other way around, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think they have an app for that now. I, I, I gotta start using it, you know. I I you know no savage, but yeah, yeah, you got you got to learn different, like, especially when you're in LA. There's so many different people out here. Yes, no, I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. They all, they all teach you a little bit, a little something different, but ultimately a lot, a lot of stuff like correlates. You know, mm-hmm. like I used to work in a in a Russian area another time, mm-hmm. and uh, when I would get there early, they would be waking up, taking a shot of uh, vodka, uh-huh. and they would tell me a shot of vodka a day keeps you alive forever. And I remember my grandfather taking a shot of mezcal every morning. Toma tu un shot, mijo, y vas a vivir para siempre. 
And I do Russians and Mexicans doing the same thing with different liquor. And do they live long? Well, they're all old as hell. My, my grandfather's in his 80s. <laughs> old as hell. Yeah. And he still dries and everything. So maybe it does work, you know? Yeah. I think, you know what? I think alcohol and weed does something to the body to relax it in its natural state. I think a lot of people that get sick with cancers or, you know, things that happen to them, ailments, is because they don't know how to get themselves to relax. They're completely sober and they're living in a very stressful point yes. of who knows what's even going on in their life, but they don't manage it in any way. Um, I feel that alcohol, of course, you know, we've seen it, it can be abused. I've abused yes. it, you know, but I like enjoying my alcohol, I like enjoying my beer. Yes. I'm a creative person, so I'm constantly around it all the time. It's knowing when to use it, when not to use it. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm a day drinker. I love day drinking oh. because I'm responsible. I know cops aren't looking for me drunk at 12 o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. and, and so I I find ways to kind of just try to like, you know, enjoy it here and yes. there. Like when I would practice with Martin, you know, in our band, that's what we would, you know, we'd have a few chelas, you know, talk it yeah. out, smoke a little and jam out some music, you know, that was can't really call it work but it was work yeah. but it's you know it's nice to do so um yeah i, I enjoy a good morning buzz yeah when, uh, we had a uh, martini here last week man i think i had eight beers i mean i drank a lot that day i was going through them pretty fucking quick but i had eight beers and i enjoy a good morning buzz <laughs> I, that's that's me i don't know that well, like how about when you wake up in mexico dude you oh, know what I mean? After yes. you do what you gotta do oh, and you man. take off with your people and you go get a morning buzz, yeah. hell yeah. Una michilada with your menudo and then the michilada leads into a regular beer that leads into something else. What about your Mexican coffee, dude, to start it off? Oh, yes, man, the yes, way they make them down there with canela? the canela oh. and the Grand Marnier and... Ooh, Ooh man. <laughs> you know I only do that on vacation when I drink in the morning. And I like drinking I in the morning missing. on vacation. <laughs> I do. I like that as a top of the morning breakfast. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody berries. Yeah. Tanya, um, how long have you been doing comedy for? This is going on my tenth year. Tenth year. So uh, you must have done the road stuff, the crazy story stuff. You got any crazy stories being on the road? Um. I'd rather not talk about them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, cool. think a, I think as a girl comedian, uh, I'm around a lot of guys. Yes. Uh, and I would just rather say that they're more like my friends, my buddies. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't really want to talk about what we do on the road or mm -hmm. what goes on or our after time because yes. that's our time. Mm -hmm. And um, and the guys can all talk about it because they can all do that. Mm -hmm. But I'm a lady. Yes. You know? And I, I would rather not, you know, speak on what they do or whatever it is. Like cool. in my observance or observation, I'm there as their guest and I'm there as, you know, as, you know, helping them pull off the show. Not not there echandoles zancadilla on what they did or what happened. Yeah. So. Well, okay. I love uh, I love uh, the shows. Uh, it's like a like a team party effort. It is a team I, party effort. I love effort. the vibe. I it love is. the vibe. I mean, it's just addicting, you know, when everybody's going up there. It's a brotherhood. It's a sisterhood. There's a lot of respect. Um, I hold a lot of respect to my older guys, you know, mm -hmm. to the comedians, you know, and I'm, I feel very fortunate to work with them. Um, but yeah, I would rather not talk about what we do when, you know, we want to yeah. really throw in some shots and, oh, yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. and go and go balls out. So. You know what? Uh, doing this podcast and, and talking to a lot of comedians and them telling you uh, different situations. 
I was this Friday that passed. My wife and I were in uh, East LA mm -hmm. at Lito's Corkroom. Oh yeah. And um, we were there, and um, there was a couple of comics up there, and I was looking at them, and they were making me laugh. But what really caught my attention was the way they handled the room because it was a bar, cholos everywhere. It was loud, and then the way they were controlling the room, I was, I go, man, that is fucking. It's not just them up there saying their yeah. stuff. You know, they would get a little loud over here, and they would kind of call them out and join the conversation. Like an and then, and I, I would see the whole, the, the tension went right back to them. And I was like, wow, that is fucking cool, you know? That's an art form there. You you deal like that with them? You, you, you sabes como Crazy control crunch. the room? Or what's, oh, yeah. what are your tricks? What you call them out? Uh, como que haces? Well, it depends on the situation, but yeah, the hecklers are definitely one thing that you've got to work with, especially like if people aren't paying attention or they're being loud or they're being like super extra, mm -hmm. you know, you got to say stuff like, Theo, I told you, if you don't calm down, you're never going to get, <laughs> you know, like stuff like that yeah. in order to get their attention and all, all this comics, we know, we know the tricks to mm -hmm. try to turn them around. Bar shows are definitely the hardest shows to do mm -hmm. uh, because people are there to drink, man, and they're mm -hmm. going through stuff, and they may not even know that there was going to be a comedy show, and, you know, mm -hmm. they're over here trying to pour their heart out, and, you know, what if the comic's not even funny, like, you know, but luckily, Narciso shows are always funny, like, everybody's usually always funny, mm -hmm. and people know that they're doing comedy that night, most of the time, at Lido's. But in other bars or other places, it's a crapshoot. You never know. Like, the worst bar show I ever did in all my life, and I held it down still, was an all-black room, okay? And the Laker playoffs were on. Oh, oh man. Oh. Talk about, about, about competition. On MLK. <laughs> That was the worst bar show I ever did, and I still and I still got through it, and I still had That's a great cool. set. And, but yeah, I struggle with uh, like uh, those bars, coffee shops, the small shows where everybody's eye level. Those are the ones I struggle with because uh, you know when you're on the stage, you're looking down on everybody. If the if the lights are good, like you're really not making eye contact. But when you're at eye level and you're making eye contact, I mean, I, I still get a. Uh, uh, people still shake me by, you know, facial gestures or well, crisscross stuff, you know. You got to remember that, like, you have to go through, as a starting off comic, yes. like, you have to go through the eye level stuff. You have to go through, like, feeling that room, feeling everybody, like, going through all these people that you don't know before you're able to get up on the stage yes. to look down on people and do your set. Because if you can't do it in front of people looking them in the eye... You're not gonna do it up on stage. Okay. You're. It's not gonna carry over the way that you want it to. So, just know that when you get in there, dude. Yes. Like, all of us have been through that. Like, it's so scary to get up in in front of a bunch of people that you don't know. But, like, it's so relieving when you get off and you've made everybody laugh. Yes. So think about it that way. And if worse comes to worse, think that they're naked. It's <laughs> yeah. a good tip right there. Yeah, it's cool. I'll be, hey, Frankie. <laughs> I'll be all like, hey, like <laughs> dude, <laughs> <in the> corner. <laughs> Friends and family in the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we brought your tia from Mexico. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's good advice. What advice would you know? Um, would you give a new comic? Like, Frankie's just, you know, six months, a year, Frankie? Six months, yes. Yeah, he's just barely getting into the game. What advice would you give him? 
Would I give a, a starting off comic? Yes. Uh, pick another profession. There's enough of us. There's enough of us. Dude, I don't know if you realize, but there's thousands, thousands, beyond thousands of comics. Mm-hmm. If you go on my Facebook and you click on one comic, it's going to say you have 2,371 mutual friends off oh. the bat. Mm-hmm. And then you go through... And that's every freaking comic in Los Angeles and around in all the area. And everybody's competing for those spots, for those spots where they're featured, for those spots that appear on flyers, for those spots that are wanted for shows. So just know that if you want to be a comic, you better be fucking funny. Like for real funny. Not your tia said, oh my God, you're so funny. You should be a comedian. (laughs) Like that doesn't work because when you start off as a comic, you don't get paid. Like, you're up there trying to get yourself a shot to be on stage in front of a bunch of strangers so you could be like, look at me, look at my joke, I'm so funny. And then you fail, and then you hate it, and then you have to go to your job that you have to work 40 hours a week, and you hate it. And then you have to go at night and spend more time and more time trying to get up on stage. And you can't go up and get on stage. If you're a new comic, the best advice that I can give you If you're going to go do a show, don't think that you can go to the show and you can take off. You need to sit there and pay your dues and you need to watch everybody else that's on the show because we've all done that. But when you show up to a show and you do that spot and you take off to go do something else or you don't stay, nah, that's bullshit. But if you are a seasoned comic, if you're a comic that has been doing it for a while, you are, it's okay for you to come in through your spot and leave. Like you've paid your dues. Oh, sorry. My nails, I'm like, getting yeah. into it. I'm like, yeah. Sorry. Hey, it's, a chola, yeah, yeah. It's, a cho, it's a chola thing. But yeah, like, they're like, a, they have a stenographer in there? Yeah. <laughs> hey, but it's part of the statement, bro. Yeah. Statement yeah. Was yeah. My fi- that was my finger pointing <laughs> down on the table. Yes. No, but it, it goes, because as a comic, if you're new and you're getting a spot and then you take off, you haven't had time to network. You haven't had time, and I don't mean network by kissing ass, by trying to like, oh, let's see what else I can get on. I mean by genuinely trying to network and finding people that you actually fit in with, that you actually feel part of, not not where you come in trying to be a fucking ass kisser and like, oh, see where I can see what I can get off of you. I'll tell you right now, you're not gonna get nothing off of me. I can feel energy a mile away, and if you're right there just trying to like ride on my coattails, I ain't fucking with you. Yeah. And no one's going to fuck with you because the one thing about comics, we know energy. We have to read energy when we come into a yeah. room. And yeah. if you're a new comic trying to come in there, dude, we're just going to we're just going to turn the other cheek at you and be like, "Nah." So, stay at the shows, make friends with people that you feel you can get along with, and think about what you want to do with your comedy. Be sure to find a good coach. Find a good stand-up coach. Yeah. Greg Wilson's amazing. Please find Greg Wilson. You can go to the Wee Comedy School. That's Adam Barnhart. There are people that are out there there that can help you with your joke writing material. And also to figure out how to be noticed. Like figure out like how to find a brand for yourself where people like know that it's you because everybody just kind of gets just kind of you know caught in the wash. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I hope I didn't break your guys' dreams. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Maybe his. I'm, I'm fine. Dude, like, yeah. um, uh, uh, I, I love the challenge. Uh, I, lo- <laughs> I love saying, uh, I, I love getting a reaction, whether it's a laugh, uh, 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 somebody cussing you off because you, you touched a nerve. 
I love that. And by you saying it's difficult as hell, that was just my hook. Like, all right, I got a shot, you know? Yeah. You got a shot. <laughs> it's and, a mission and, impossible, you know? Yeah. And then you the know, way it, they remember Frankie, the way he stands out, they're like, hey, that's that guy that sucked last time. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I love everything about it. And um, uh, my plan was to do it at retirement. But, uh, you know, we're Hispanic, we're heavy. And a lot of my friends are dying. So I'm like, you know, I might not get there, you know? <laughs> so... So that's what I'm giving it, you know, whatever I got right now. So oh, the, I love it. The other thing for Young Comics is the only time that you can ever leave a show is if you have another show. That's it. Uh, but, I, if, but if you don't, like, but there's no Young Comics out here getting two, three, you know, times the stage time. So mm-hmm. if you show up and like, oh, I got another show and you haven't posted that you did anything and there's no other show, like, yeah. people are going to catch on to that. And it's like, okay, he's just coming to get How about time. if he's got to go to work? If he's got to go to work... That's totally understandable. All right, you're good, Frank. That's what you was about to ask you. That. You got to go to work, but you have to make that clear with your booker, and you have to you have to be sure. Like I, what I would do is go introduce yourself to all the comedians yes. every time. That's one one big thing I always do when mm-hmm. a, when we're on a bill or whoever. I go and I introduce myself to every single comedian and be like, "Hi, nice to meet you," mm-hmm. and make that personal connection because when you walk into a room, it's already hard. Like everybody's already scared. But, like, if you go in and say hi to everyone, yes. it kind of relaxes the room a little mm-hmm. bit. And it makes everybody want know that, hey, we're all here working as a team to put on a good show. Yes. So, it, it okay. gives a really good vibe. That's cool. So, that's a good bit of advice. Go and introduce yourself to everybody. Like, as much as you're scared to introduce yourself, they're as scared to talk to you or even look at you. Yes. Okay. And yet, when you go and say hi, some people may be weird fuck it you know what i mean that's not on you but you made the effort to try to make that yeah connection. well you know what i've done so far I, I i make jokes about people in there and so far everything like everybody's been cool you know <laughs> they'll laugh or they start then then they, they start exchanging jokes also you know mm-hmm. about what they see people wearing or i go with flip-flops because i'm comfortable so usually my flip-flops become a topic of the room you know or of the area <laughs> like you know like i did a show in november and it's cold as hell and 8, 9 p.m. and I'm in flip-flops because, you know, that's my comfort zone. So everybody's like, what the hell, bro, you know? I'm like, hey, they told me to be comfortable, so I'm comfortable, you know? But, you know, flip-flops always a thing, you know? <laughs> At least for me. Watch, you know what I mean? I can already see him now in his 10-year special. He's going to have bedazzled chanclas. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he's some fan with the like, uh, He's like fancy, but yeah. comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Be like Tanya told uh, me to stand out. I'm yeah, standing out. Okay. So, hey, uh, so I'm not gonna wear a shirt and tie with sandals tonight. Then I have to scratch that. <laughs> Did I ruin your idea? Like, oh, man, I can't sneak up on that no more. You know? uh, so much for the element of surprise. You know? Oh man. <laughs> Sorry to ruin it for you. Bro. That's pretty good. <laughs> Tanya, who's a favorite comic to work with? Or if you don't want to say names, that's fine. I know you say you don't want to say uh, mention any other names, but uh, you have a fam- fa- favorite comic to work with. Um, taught you a lot. A favorite comic to work with. Um, I love all. The, I love all the comics I work mm-hmm. with. I love the little group of, of community that we've done. Uh, Monique Flores, mm-hmm. Narciso Gonzalez, Gloria Magana, Martin Moreno, mm-hmm. like uh, Pincha Peter. Um, I like the whole, the whole, um, I guess, just dynamic of us working together because we really support each other and we work like a family unit. Um, I'm grateful that Martin 
has like not you know taken me under his wing but i get to work i get mm -hmm. to work with martin and it's an honor and all my my other friends that i get to work with like they're they're really out there like yes. doing it and um we hang out all the time like and so when we get to do shows together uh it's very very exciting for me and it makes it a lot more fun like when i'm gonna do a show with monique and narciso and like gloria like i'm happy i'm mm -hmm. so happy um but then there's other there's other comics too that i work with um Mike Muratori, he's hilarious to work with. He's always so funny and so lively. Greg Wilson, love working with yeah. Greg Wilson. Oh, he's one of my, he's a freaking genius. Like, he is like this close from getting a Netflix special. Like, I don't see why not. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen him live, but he's a monster. He completely destroys. Um, I guess I can't think of any of them lately. Um, I, it's an honor to work with Felipe Esparza. That's for sure. Yeah. That was like... For me, just the icing on the cake right there. It was I've worked with him before. Um, we did a K-Earth 101, like, 6 in the morning live thing with the troops at the Laugh Factory. Yes. And um, he went up, and then he had to go take his kids to school. And then I went up, like, like I think, like, like two comics after him. Yes. And that was, like, the last time I worked with him. But I always wanted to do a show with him. Um, Gabriel Iglesias, having to go up after Fluffy. That was freaking Ooh. amazing, and I still killed it. Like, and it was, <laughs> and that was that was amazing as a comic to mm -hmm. know that I could follow someone like that. Yeah. So that was that was a very very awesome moment in my life, and that's the mo first moment I ever met Fluffy. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that was really cool. Um, but yeah, all of them, uh, I have to say, I love working with. Mm -hmm. It was not just one single one. Uh -huh. I couldn't say just one single one. I, I love how like. Season comments as yourself and a lot of these guys you mentioned when you look them up online they're always working always uh -huh. at a show always like out there putting their sounds out there like mm -hmm. it's i love that the grind of it you know mm -hmm. and you gotta love it to do that you know i don't i think it'd be difficult for somebody to do it as a business thing and not love it because that's so much grind you know so much work you guys put out there you know? and and that's a hook for me in time like uh, it's almost impossible. I have a shot, you know. <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah, the harder it is, uh, that doesn't sound right. The harder it is, the more Frankie likes it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, yeah. a box of Wheaties yeah. right there, <laughs> and that's a different kind of podcast. Yeah, duro a Frankie. Yeah. I don't know how to say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> hey, have you been to Sarah's Market? I have. I did a feature there, like a food feature. Oh, where did I, you? They, they did a. An Al's barbecue type of thing. Oh, okay. There. okay. So I went and so I know them over there. They're oh, cool. Oh, aren't yeah. they great? Yeah, and I love how they broke down the, the beers. Yes. Like they broken down the different IPAs. So mm -hmm. you don't have to buy a six pack of IPA at Sarah's Market. You could buy one single bottle of IPA mm -hmm. of whatever six pack they have. And so you have more of a like uh, choices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I went over there. I got uh, one can of beer and two cigarettes. Ah, <laughs> they got two Give cigarettes. Give me two singles. Too. I love that. I love <laughs> single <laughs> cigarettes, man. Like, I don't want to commit to the whole pack. <laughs> you might, yeah, I don't like this menthol. I'll try something later. Nah, yeah. nah. Let me camel crush it so I have an option. You know what I mean? An option if I want a menthol. I, I attended an elementary down the street from there in Harrison. Uh huh. So I knew their parents, uh, you know, they, they took over for their parents. Mm -hmm. So the, so they, they I, I was talking to them about uh, the other, they just sell single snacks too. 
You know, I was a chubby kid, no? Yeah. So I used to buy single ding-dongs and stuff like that. Damn. Oh, yeah. Sarah's market was paddling out there. Right. You know what I mean? What you want, what you need. <laughs> Catering to the crowd, you know? Yeah. All the fat kids came by, you know? But Frank used to put like, a ding-dong on his ear like a cigarette. Right. <laughs> yeah, so so it's cool that they, the whole family's been at it for years, you know, since the 80s, you know? At least since the 80s, you know? And then it's Sarah. And now it's Sarah, Sarah, the, right the daughter, the yeah. daughter of the parents, you know? So. Yeah. They named it after her, huh? Yes. <laughs> it's cute. So it's her store. Yeah. She's Sarah dope. and what the New York Yankee fan. I, I, I hate that I forget his he name. Always he, do, he always does. He's such a cool dude, man. Sarah and I forgot his name. He's a New York Yankee fan. That's Sarah's uh, husband. Uh-huh. And we had him on the podcast, and I think that was one of my favorite episodes with them, too. They were just, it was so fun to do the episode with them. I was hungover. I mean, bad, bad. It, Go behind them on the sidewalk and come right into their property and do the pocket. That's how bad I was. But the energy that came out of them woke me up and kept me going. And then when I was done, I went passed out again. But I really, I really enjoyed just the positive energy that comes from those two. Yeah, they're the good. They're good people. They're good people. That's cool. Yeah. What's your? Uh, you know, when you're not performing, when you're not doing stuff, where do you party at? Because you know you got places you have to go to. But where do you go when you're not doing anything? Where? What's your party spot? There's only one spot, man. What's that? La Cita Bar in downtown LA. That's my party spot. That's right. my uh, that's my place of employment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, as as a comic uh, and a you know a working comic, you still have to have a job if you're not on the road full time. And I'm not. But I have this amazing job that where people can come see me. I only work yes. a certain few days a week. And the people that know come in, I give them drinks, I make them laugh, I walk away with amazing tips. And mm. it's all money that I fun, funnel back into everything that I'm doing. So it's a beauty because I only have to work there a couple of days a week and I'm able to afford myself cool. to, oh, nice. be, to be by myself uh, and still put my money into all my stuff. Uh, and even on my days off, I always find myself over at La Cita. It's like home. Yes. Because... Not only do we have La Cita, but we also have Grand Central Market next door and the Taco House next door. Oh, and man. these are people that I've known and we've known for years. Like these people frequent La Cita. Like, yes. So a lot of the workers or the cooks that work at Grand Central Market, mm-hmm. as soon as they're off, they're coming to La Cita. Like, and that's the little spot where everybody meets up and drinks. Yes. So the beautiful part of it is even when I'm working, they'll show up with food and they'll bring me food. They'll bring that's me all cool. kinds yeah. of stuff from over there. And if not... I know where to go over and grab some food. Um, on my days off, I might go down there, have a drink, eat next door. I, you can bring, you can eat at La Cita, oh, really? so you can bring the food inside. Oh, uh-huh, and you could eat in there. But for me, it's like the safest place. Um, I know my way from their home. I can leave my car there if mm-hmm. I need to in the parking lot safely, mm-hmm. get an Uber home, Uber and pick it up in the morning. Um, so it's my safe spot. Cool. I don't really like to go anywhere else. Okay, and you're right next to Grand Central Market? Grand Central Market. Butted up against it? Right next door. Like, here's La Cita, and right next door is Horse Thief Barbecue, Mm -hmm. and then you have Grand Central Market. Okay, Um, I used to go to a spot, well, my mother used to take me to a spot down there called the Original Shrimp Place. They don't have it no more. When did that place go out of business? I don't know, but they have fried chicken there now. Really? Um, The shrimp place is gone. I know what you're talking about. They used to have some good uh, shrimp and parisados. 
and he used to go there maybe drink beer and they had that, that Mexican that Mexican cantina vibe you know yes. where the, the, the waitresses kind of look like tias you know what I mean <laughs> wait a minute you're talking about the place right next to Grand Central Market yes. on but, Broadway but it up yes. but it up yes. they closed down Really? And they used to have the shows, the tranny shows on Sundays? I thought you were going to give me good news. Like, wait a minute. No, it's still closed. Oh, that place? Yeah. No, it's gone. <laughs> Food pussy. Wait, wait. You I'm, mean I'm the happy. one right next door? Yes. Oh, yeah. That one's gone, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible thing to do, Ella. Wait, wait, wait. It'll have to be good. Like a fat kid with cake, you know? <laughs> down, also down. Yeah. They don't sell chicken, though. I'm happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, so you bartend? Tu sabes como how to mix up? I sure do. Really? I make the best micheladas and margaritas you'll ever have, right. and they're from scratch. How do you make an old fashioned? An old fashioned? Um, well, there's the easy way at the bar, but there's that fancy way where you get those special cherries. I just saw my friend Angie. Shout out Teddy Boy Blue. My friend Angie, she's a bartender there. She brought the special little cherries in the mm -hmm. little white jar mm -hmm. and uh, with lime, with uh, orange rind. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess it would be Maker's Mark. Mm -hmm. Maker's Mark, a little bit of bitters, a little bit of simple syrup, and a little bit of soda water. Nice, nice, of, nice. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, we were watching a show called uh, Mad Men. Uh -huh. And the guy that comes out there, um, forgot his name, handsome guy, you know, the, the main actor. Uh -huh. And my wife had a crush on him. Man, that guy's handsome. And he would always drink old fashions. We go to a restaurant, maybe have an old fashioned. <laughs> How strong fucking good looks are, with that? Like, uh -huh. So she's in there, tries the old fashioned, she's like, ooh, a little bit too strong, you know, but that's that's why I asked you the question. So. Yeah, it, um, it, it depends. I think, like, uh, for a lady, an old fashioned might be a little bit strong mm -hmm. because it's mostly whiskey mm -hmm. and everything else around it. Okay, uh, or maybe they use cheap whiskey. And then she couldn't taste the flavor because Maker's Mark has a very distinct flavor mm. in old fashions mm -hmm. or when people do certain types of whiskey mm -hmm. drinks. Um, but yeah. As for um, Top Shelf alcohol, not the hot As for well Top Shelf, not the well. Not the well. Okay. okay. Not okay. the well. All right. That's a difference too. A lot of people don't know is like, I don't know if you guys know, but a lot of your hangovers are caused by well alcohol. Like, you know when they have, like, those open bars or this and that? Oh, it's open bar. Dude, they're using the cheapest alcohol <laughs> that you can, like, th dude, this stuff wasn't even probably filtered. You know oh, what I man. mean? Like, and so what happens is you drink all this poison. You're not poisoning yourself hardcore because the distillation process is really to get out a lot of the, the really bad stuff. The toxins. The toxins and everything. Um, that's why high-end liquor um, is very distilled. And not only that, when you drink high-end liquor... You don't really get a hangover the next day, but mm -hmm. when you're doing open bar and you're drinking cheap ass alcohol, mm -hmm. you're gonna have a horrible hangover. Over, um, but a lot of people don't yes. know that. So watch out now. I hope you guys <laughs> learned something. You know what? I hear what you're saying, but open bar is still fucking words to my ears, man. <laughs> We're having a wedding. It's an open bar. Fuck yeah, man! That's, I love open bars. Love um, I do. I I will only do open bar if there's premium alcohol. If there's not, I'm gonna stick to water. It's not worth it. It's not worth that. That, I, that hangover will put you down for two days straight up. You know that hangover. Something. That hangover where you're like, <laughs> like for just, like, you know, you can't oh. eat nothing. Face you're like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what I drew. I don't know what happened. And then, you know what happened is that dude that was like, give us 10 shots. You know oh, what I mean? Oh. I got it. You know what I mean? That'll be $24. Like, how is that? <laughs> that? You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> just the taxes, right? <laughs> you're like, the math not adding up here. Yeah. Oh, man. That, oh, yeah, but I've had those hangovers where everything comes out and the only thing coming out is like Tampico, you know, that yeah. orange stomach oh, acid. Oh, you didn't even have real orange juice uh, either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My stomach all lining bad. or something. Yeah, bad. the stomach acid, that's all that comes out. Oh, those are, those are terrible. I, I, yeah, I've had those hangovers. Frankie? Good when was the last time you had a hangover, Frankie? Uh... Though when we did uh, your uh, your daughter's baby shower, oh yeah, I threw up in the Uber and everything, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I got up early in the morning to go golf because I had a golf tournament for work, and you know I, it wasn't it was hot as hell, so it was it was really bad, yeah. like a two day hangover. Like I had to call in sick. And yeah, everything. it's it's that's that well alcohol. It's just yeah. your body is just Ooh. poisoned, poisoned Man. out. So now you know, like, I mean, it's up to you if you want to do open bar, yeah, go for it, you know. <laughs> True. But like, you know, there's a, there's different types of open bar. You'll have an open bar, like where it's just chafita, all yes. well alcohol, but there's parties where you'll have open bar and it's all premium alcohol, all like nice. all awesome and you're safe yes. kind of thing. So As a bartender, uh, um, you learned how to drink yourself, uh-huh. watching other people drink. Cause oh, yeah. that must be a good lesson being like, damn, I don't want to get like that. And um, my wife and I were at a bar and we got there late. To go have a dinner. It was like midnight. It was after that show in Islos. We went to um, Ordonez and we're in there and we're eating. And there's people that are drunk at the bar. We're like, man, look at the way they're getting. I go, that's probably the way we get, you know. And you don't realize it until you see other people do it. You know, you you see a lot of that. I see a lot of that. Oh yeah, that's. And we we avoid that. Like we don't over. We're, La Cita is very big on not over serving. Mm-hmm. La Cita is very big on. You can't do coke at La Cita. If you get caught doing coke, you're getting thrown out. And if your friends want to start speaking up for you, you're getting thrown out too. We don't tolerate it. We don't tolerate you being overly drunk. Mm-hmm. We don't tolerate you being overly extra. We don't tolerate you being overly aggressive to other patrons. We will throw you out. And mm-hmm. we have security in place to do that. Um, there's been people that have, you know, that I know that have gone through episodes there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people, look, man, I'm going to say it like this. If you know me, that's cool, but don't go in there being all fucking drunk talking about, I know China Strata when you're getting thrown out, okay? <laughs> like, watch your behavior. Just because you know me doesn't mean that you can be all extra and you can do whatever you want. It's a place of business, and it's not my business. It's my boss's business. Yes. I just work there. So, honestly, I don't really like inviting people over there mm-hmm. anymore because people don't know how to act. They get all fucking stupid. And then they watch, I don't know why they, they sprayed me in the face. I don't know why I got mace. <laughs> dude, it wasn't even our security guards. You were trying to fight the parking lot, dude. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, dude, and you know who you are. You know what I'm talking about. Like, it's just. They get out of hand and then drop your name. Huh? They get out of hand. They, you know, they, they drop my name. Like, and as a matter of fact, Monique Flores was leaving La Cita Park. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help it. You couldn't, couldn't help, help it. it. Oh. No, Monique Flores was leaving. But I can mention her name. Because she was just, she saw, she called me the next morning. She said, hey, friend. I just want to let you know that Da-da-da was getting kicked out. And all he was saying was, I know Tanya Strata. I know Tanya And it's like, and she wanted to say, like, don't be dropping my comedy wife's name. Like, I'm like, you should have. You should have said that. Like, but it, it's just, yeah. As I see it. I realize how I don't want to get drunk and I and I watch what I drink because I I watch people when they order drinks and I will be the one to be like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Like you were just drinking tequila. Why are you switching to whiskey? Like, weren't you having a good time? Like you're going to end up getting really sick 
And it's like, yeah. no, that that's okay. We'll do this one round. We'll see how you do. But if you come back and you're all fucked up, you're getting water, bro. Yeah. You know, and if you want to get me lip, you're getting thrown out. Because yeah. I'm not going to deal. I'm not going to deal with, oh, no, but I'm not You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I have a very low uh, tolerance level for, like, people that want to challenge me yes. on what I've said. Like, I'm going to cut you off. Like, and for me, yes. like, it's so disrespectful. But I realize they're drunk, so the way to deal with that is they just have to leave. And if they want to get aggressive, confrontational, and beat up beat up the guards, then you're not going to get to come back, and you're 86, and you'll never get to experience La Cita. Because yes. La Cita is an amazing place to go to. You want to hook up? Go there. You want a good time? Go there. You want drinks at reasonable prices in downtown LA? Go there. You want good music, good atmosphere? Damn. You have a smoking patio? You have draft beer? Like, I mean, what else? And Central Market food next door. And yeah, Grand yeah, Central yeah. Market food next door? Like, dude, Damn. go there. La Cita's, La Cita's the place. I was about to say, you know, when me and Frankie go, we guarantee we will ignore you, okay? Yeah. So <laughs> you say hi to us, we'll be like... No. <laughs> we will ignore yeah, you. Act like you and don't now know you said something else that we can't go. You're like, if you want to hook up, like, why'd you gotta say that? No, yeah. no we can't go. Well, I, I thought about it. You, you thought you about it, it? Like, no, no, like, why are you gonna hear this and not let me go <laughs> now? Well, no, I mean, look, people go there to have conversations, have meetings, have parties. Yes. And people go there to hook up. It's a bar. You know, it's what happens. But, you know, if, if you want to go down there to have a drink with your friends, you can do that. Yes. There's a lot of married men that go down there, and, mingle, you know, and walk away with their pants still on. You know? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Tanya, where do you see yourself five, ten years from now? What's uh, Tanya's go? You want to be on TV? You want a comedy special? What's, where, what's you know, what's at the, the, other, the end of the rainbow for you? In five years from now, I'm going to be touring. And I don't know what as of yet. I do have an idea, mm -hmm. but it might be a combination of stuff. I know that there will be a show. I know that I'll be selling tickets. And mm -hmm. I know that I'll be traveling a lot. That's a good way of saying it. I know I'm going to be doing this. I know I'm going to be doing yes, this. Yes. All right, all right. 10, 15 years from now. Uh, Baja, bro. Baja, right? <laughs> be a Baja. Do we show that? Do we show that? Yeah, down there. Yeah. In 10, 15 years, I see myself, probably 20, I see myself doing cruise ships, maybe 10, 15, 15, doing cruise ships, going on cruise ships, doing comedy, oh, and cool. like traveling and going going around, and then when I come home, I'm going to have that good big dick waiting for me over the ocean. <laughs> that's, that's my goal. You know what? That's what you attached, said. Attached to a really awesome dude that does <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because when you said I'm gonna do cruise ships and I heard somewhere I go also tell you if you work on the cruise ship you can't have sex with anybody you know and that's what I heard right what? but if you if you're on a cruise ship and you're employed on the ship as a comic you're not allowed to have sex with anybody you can't hook up with somebody can't hook up with anybody uh -huh. But then you threw it, go home and get some good neck. All right, she got two, both bases covered. You're good. <laughs> yeah, I'm You're good. good. I'm uh, just going on the ship on the on the ship to work. You know right, what right. I mean? Like, like yeah, um, um, yeah. I I hope to be uh, in love with someone that I can come home to and supports me. And yeah, that's that's what I want with a good big dick. Somebody uh, <laughs> st strong minded, for strong minded, gone, you know? strong. Yeah, man. And if not, he can come with me. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like you know, and if not, like I'll be home. 
Yeah, when, when you said big dick, I go, that eliminates me from the equation. <laughs> it eliminates I'm, about 80% I'm of the population. Your, I'm not in your future, equation. Tanya. No, it's okay. I'm sure your wife will be happy to keep you. <laughs> so we're coming towards uh, the end of the, the show. Do you have any uh, shout-outs, any shows coming up you want to bring up? We're going to release this on Friday, so you know that. On Friday. Uh, so Friday night, I'm going to be at Eclectic Boyle Heights, uh, the record label over at Mariachi Plaza, uh, behind Mariachi Plaza. Uh, Rebus 101 is going to be throwing his Boyle Heights comedy mm. show there. Uh, Richard Villa is performing, and I just got added to the bill. Nice. Uh, so I'm going to be doing that. Um and uh, see, shout out, shout outs to Martin Moreno, of course. I love you. And to Jimmy James Callahan, uh, my two band husbands. I love you guys very much. Uh, Jenny Callahan, you're my girl, girl. I love you. Thank you so much for believing in me. Uh, shout out to Monique Flores, Narciso Gonzalez, Gloria Magana, my road dogs. A super special shout out. Uh, it's so hard to do all this stuff, girl, and I can't do it without you. To my assistant, Myra. Rodriguez yes. at Bloom Lotus. Like, she's amazing. She holds it down. Uh, she's actually working right now while I'm podcasting, mm. getting some stuff together. Mm. Um, but, yeah, shout out to La Cita Bar, to Carl Lofgren, uh, Antonio, I love you, uh, Casey, Angie, Romo. Um, you guys are amazing. Jen, Kevin. That's the other thing. La Cita, like, all our, our, our the way the... Our employees, like yes. all of us, co-workers, the core, yes. dude, we hold it tight. Like, we really feel like a tight, tight-knit family. So, to everyone that helps me make it happen, thank you guys so much. It's it's so hard. And um, I have a song uh, that's going to be coming out. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you guys know, but I have this dream to be the female Weird Al Yankovic. Okay. Parody? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, I have a parody coming out in Spanish. Uh, it's going to be, uh, we're going to be releasing it February 11th, uh, tentatively to announce we're going to be doing the music video release party at La Cita, February nice. 11th. Uh, I think we're going to start about 7 o'clock, uh, and then it should be over about 9. We'll probably show the video about 8, 830. Um, a lot of great cameos in there, uh, and the song will be right in time for Valentine's Day. Oh, um, man. Yeah, it's for Can't Valentine's wait. Day. <laughs> All, right. So. All right. Sounds good. Frankie, you got to... Where are you gonna be at tonight? Even though this is releasing on Friday, where are you gonna be at tonight? Uh, tonight at La Cura. Are you gonna be at La Cura? Yes. I kind of want to go there. You should stop by. Now I, I need somebody to heckle me more. <laughs> are drinks on you? Uh, yes. I'll, With your UPS salary? <laughs> huh? Are you right. buying me pork belly? Are you buying me pork belly? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the, the food's pretty good, huh? The food's bomb. The uh, chef. Shout out oh, to man. Chef Mario. That guy. Chef Mario. Every time so I order bomb. something, it's always like. I'm like, dude, I can't believe that they're serving this kind of food at this place, you know? And the yeah. food is amazing, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm probably gonna be the first one up because I'm the new guy. Uh huh. But uh, yes, at Takura tonight, uh -huh. Wednesday the 22nd. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, everybody come through Trejo, Garcia, and Rodriguez, Rodrigo. And Rodrigo, uh -huh. the, uh, he's usually hosting. And I forgot the, 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 the lady's name, uh, Italian, Italian last name lady. Uh -huh. You know what? I, I forgot to mention, I love working with Rodrigo. Rodrigo mm -hmm. Torres. He's such a nice dude. He's, he's so super chill. Cool. He's mm -hmm. super cool. Real down to earth. I, I, like, I like what, you know, he's an MC. He, he sets the pace for everybody because, you know, fills out the crowd mm -hmm. and you get to fill them out with it, with them, you know? Mm -hmm. So you kind of get an idea of, like, what kind of stuff you could say, you can't say. Mm -hmm. Or when you just start F-bombing like crazy, you know? <laughs> and tonight's in English? English, yes. All right. Yeah, I think I might roll through. Stop by and say through. hi. Is that all you got? You got something else coming up? Uh, that's all I got, man. Okay. 
And uh, for me, I'll be at El Tepeyac tomorrow at 9 a.m. You guys want to come by and watch, watch me eat? <laughs> I'll just stand up. <laughs> the one in East LA. I, I was going to say, I, I the one on Evergreen? Yeah, the, the one, one on Evergreen. I'll be the one on Evergreen. Are you really going to be at El Tepeyac? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, feel, I feel out of place if I don't call out a spot that I'm going to be at, like you guys, you know? Say, he's treating me. I was going to say, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> I don't have that brown salary like Frankie does. <laughs> I'm a starving comic. Oh, yeah, right. Park Valley is on him tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but we got to get him before he goes over to uh, to work. Even early. Yeah. But I, he's I, going to work. I so take okay. off. I leave for work at 9. So, you know, I start at 10. Where? Uh, to uh, From the show. Uh, you, you start know. at 10 at night? Yes. I drive the big Class A drive, uh, vehicles at night now. The, the big rigs, 18-wheelers. Damn. Okay. Um. All right. All right. All right. So, so uh... Thank you guys for joining us another episode. Uh, Tanya, thank you for uh, thank you for putting us. up with us and our uh, technical difficulties. Uh, no problem. Thank <laughs> you the, for having me on. In the lab. All right, All right guys, we're out. Hora. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs>